Tonight, we welcome Token Girl to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. Token Girl is an Oakland-based soul project led by Liz Lee. In 2016, Liz came on this show with the band Snow Angel playing support, but tonight, she is center stage. Tonight, we'll get to know her and learn about this project, and later, the band will play a set of music. Please welcome to the program, Token Girl. Oh, thanks for having us. Thank mm. you. It's great to be here. Just first order of business. This is the Liz show. This is the Liz <laughs> show. It's 100% Liz. Oh, that's nice. I but guess. also we have we have we have just have to acknowledge that we are crowning an undisputed champion. Tonight. Oh yeah, uh, we 100%. have we have a, we have a five time episode yeah. at this table person, and we have a seven time performance person, and that is Libby Cuffey. Oh my <laughs> god! So this is a big moment. There's been a lot That's of disputes huge. about who you know who's the number one, and now Who's's we know be the breakout. Yeah, uh, yeah. Good. Well, Libby is number one in my heart. Yeah. So. Oh my god. Let's see. Yeah. And currently number one at the table. So yeah, number one at the table. Yeah, uh, actually number three at the table. Number three. Oh. Hey. Hey. But back to the matter at hand. <laughs> <laughs> Token girl. Token girl. Um, I, I really I think this is going to be uh, well largely focused on you, Liz. Great. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> but the That's so the goal like. so the goal of this That's first why I picked bass as an the instrument. goal of this first few minutes is to really make you feel comfortable with that fact of life. Great. Um, but this project is representative of a shift in your musical life, right? Because being a bassist, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. that often puts you in a support role. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. But I think at a certain point, like that, no longer felt appropriate, and now it, it's like, all right, I'd like to be the person who's putting forth the. Uh, the direction, the person who the the focus is on musically. And so that's how this group was born. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I've always been a support person and I really love it. Like there's no, there's a certain joy if a songwriter comes to you with their music and you contribute to it. Like someone comes to me or someone that I'm in a band, like I'm in Sam Chase band and he has a new song and I write a baseline that he really likes. Like, there's something just really joyous about that experience. But but I've written my own music, I mean, since I was a baby, since I was like five. And uh, I don't know, just at some point, like I graduated college and I was like, I don't want to start my own project. It's too stressful. It's going to be too much. And it just at some point I was like, this is uh, silly. Well, I think it's analogous to every aspect of life. If you're a non-musician, you can in life be the person who's like taking the charge and leading the group and putting yourself out there, or you can be the person that's a part of somebody else's thing. Do you feel like there's like a relationship here with like you wanting to step out of being a support person in the musical world and like you doing the same thing in your life outside of music? I mean... I I did start the band. I graduated college December of 2015 and I start and I moved back to Oakland in May of the following year. And then by December of that year I started the band. So 
yeah, it, it was like, all right, so now I'm actually doing this thing, this like being a musician thing. And like, so what, what, what do I want that to mean? Like what is important to me? So, I mean, playing in other people's band, like that is definitely still a part of like my identity as a musician, but I, but it, but making sure people knew that I also have a voice in this way too became important. Yeah. I mean, just symbolically it's huge. It's right. symbolically it's huge to be like, all right, my entire life I've, I've kind of done this. I mean, you would put videos online of yourself playing or whatever, but I mean, the, uh, the, 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 the power, the responsibility, the vulnerability of standing center stage and saying, I wrote these songs, I'm going to sing these songs, and uh, pretty much any critique or praise of these songs is a reflection of my artistic ability. That's, yes. you know, that's, I, those are all the like <laughs> thoughts that get in people's way, I think, of uh, doing a project like this. Yeah. And so here we are. Symbolically, forming this band was a big thing, I would argue. Yeah. Um, most artists come on here and talk about vulnerability and how necessary it is to create things. This is something you've referenced to. I've interacted with you a few times, and I feel like there are some broad stroke similarities between you and me. <laughs> I feel like, I, I, I mean, I, and you can disagree, but I feel like we're both kind of guarded initially in a social way. Mm -hmm. And that can come off as like being like hard <laughs> or, or yeah. whatever. But I also feel like we both really like being vulnerable and talking to people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So is any What's of your sign? I'm in Aries. What's your sign? Oh my God. Of course you're in Aries. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Uh, well, I'm an Aquarius okay. and uh, my boyfriend's an Aries hmm. and my mom's an Aries and my ex is an Aries. And this is, and now, and then, then I got this Aries thing so, going. So I just love you guys. Yeah. Oh, I just love you. Did you, did you like me as much before you knew I was an Aries? Definitely not. But now I'm into you. Do you, do you understand uh, a, my, a little bit better now that you know I I'm definitely do. Yeah, yeah. Everything makes sense. How so? Because <laughs> like, I look at your boyfriend who I know. Yes. And it's, uh, a top it's, secret. Not, it's not a secret it's not anymore. A secret. It was a secret for a while. It was a secret. You don't. <laughs> Let's give him a lot of shit. About you don't it. shit where you play music. And, no, uh, and you definitely you, don't accept. I except do. Except you do. And with every and person I've ever dated ever. We talk about the Sam Chase. This is a fellow bandmate in this band. Yes. We tried to keep secret. Uh, the music scene's worst kept secret. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the matter at hand. I feel like I'm so different than this man, and yet you you seem to think that uh, it all makes sense. And I'm curious, like, tell me everything you think about astrology. Oh my God, I can't. Well, There's something. too much. There's too much. Well, I feel like it plays a role in you, the individual. In me? Definitely. Yeah. Well, okay, so like going back to the whole thing about uh, me coming off guarded, Yeah. Um, that's like something I've dealt with my whole life, is people seeing me away that I do not see myself and I do not feel that way. And this happens on stage too, where like people will come up after me or come up to me after a show. This used to happen a lot more. And they'd be like, you seem really bored. Like you seem really angry. Like you seem really annoyed. Like all these emotions that I definitely was not feeling. And I've gotten some of that myself. Yeah. And it just honestly, like it really, uh, was it was flabbergasting at first and then it w was really annoying because i was like do you just want me to smile because i'm a chick or like what like i don't am i just for your gaze and it just confused me um but yeah i get that socially a lot too people are like oh i thought you hated me 
and it's what it is is like i'm not guarded i just um you're just I, drawn that way <laughs> yeah i just don't bullshit like i am never going to be a bubbly person i am like quiet a lot of the time just because like i feel like if i want to if i say something i want it to be worth saying and sometimes if i'm really comfortable around people i'll be like really ah. but like you know it's it's i don't feel like i'm guarded i just feel like i'm very upfront about how i feel and people take that the wrong way yeah and I, to be fair like or to be honest rather i didn't really know how to describe it because i yeah. didn't want to fall into the trap of people being accidentally misogynistic you yeah. know because i mean it, it could be guarded um but i i don't really know what it is but i know it's a thing because i i see parts of myself in it yeah um it's tricky because yeah my I, my mom is the same way and like seeing my mom like interact with people i'm like mom you seem really grumpy right now and she's like i'm not and i'm like okay well like i, I don't know so uh how does the astrological sign play into this do we think <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well of course but in this very okay so example. well i'm an aquarius pisces cusp and aquarius is an air sign and they're supposed to be very like we're supposed to be like very in our head sorry we're supposed to be very in our head and um we kind of see the bigger picture and are supposed to be like the human like we want what's good for the whole and not just for like the one person so i feel like for me I don't know. I just think very, I just think kind of very practically in social situations where I think other people maybe might be more diplomatic or more, uh, I'm not a very good host Yeah. to me. I'm like, I will help you if you want water, but if just go help yourself, like, you know what I mean? Like I, and that that's comes off root. Like it doesn't even occur to me that like to offer water. Yeah. It's like, if you need it, you should tell me and I, I will get it. Sure. But like, I can't, I can't, figure it out on my own i always kind of read it uh, just in my limited interactions with you as just uh, an offshoot of social anxiety but oh, do, you, yeah. do you think it's more than that or do you think that's like this kind of the the source in a social setting uh i think it's both yeah yeah i think like i think i i grew i moved 13 times before college and i lived a lot of places like i lived germany and england and berkeley and oakland and hayward and marin and then i went to sonoma state was and this a military family no my mom's just a weirdo yeah cool <laughs> <laughs> we should get her on the show should have had her here tonight she's awesome yeah she's my best friend um she it was for corporate like a corporate job yeah and then she just kind of did it because i think it just fed her soul certain in a certain way yeah but growing up, it was really weird because I would like walk into a new, like I was perpetually the new girl and that's like really tricky, you know, and I was constantly trying to figure out the culture of the place I just walked in on and I never really figured it out. I always kind of felt like an outsider and I still kind of feel like an outsider a lot of the time. Like I don't really understand how people interact a lot. And yeah, that makes me totally socially anxious because I'm just like, I used to say as a kid, I used to say, it seems like everyone else when they were born got a manual on like how to interact and be a person. And I didn't get it because I don't understand. 
<laughs> I, I love that explanation because it's uh, the opposite of uh, Spike Sykes, who was on the show, part of Awesome Hotcakes. And uh, he was a part of a military family, so he moved around a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he took it, probably the, this has to do with his sign versus your sign. Probably. But, um, <laughs> like he would be the, the guy who would like move into town and be like, hey, everybody, I'm here. Let's be friends. Yeah. And that was like th- kind of the equal and opposite, whereas you, you were sort of guarded. You were kind of uh-huh. like, y- you would walk into a room, you would assess the room. And you would just kind of be like, all right, yeah, this is the room. Yeah. Um, which I identify a lot more with uh, personally than that. So, uh, yeah. But then I'm an Aries. Well, so. I have to read the rest of your chart because there's definitely factors. But the Aries is a fire sign. So you are very outgoing. Do you want to? Yeah. Whatever you want to tell me about myself. I can't. I need to know what time you were born. I think around 7 a.m. No, there's no around. <laughs> I need to know exactly what time you were born. Should we call my mom right now? Because <laughs> um, I'll I've definitely it. been like at a party been like, call your mom. Do it. Yeah. yeah. If, if I told you the time, could you tell me stuff? Yeah. Do you want to? It's, this is a great way to eat up time in the interview that, that you were nervous about. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. do it. I'll, I'll FaceTime her and we'll see what happens. But anyway. Ted's going to be so stoked because we like bonded about astrology in the van. Well, how does... Let's talk about... Okay, first of all, uh, Libby Cuffey, bandmate to Liz Lee yes. in Token Girl. And one of my oldest friends. One of your oldest friends. Um, what time were you born? Libby doesn't know. <gasps> oh. oh, gosh. So anyway, how do you feel like the the astrological stuff has affected your creative relationship? Do you feel like it plays a role at all in, in the way that you're able to mesh and get along so well? I would say so. I mean, I know I'm a Cancer, but that's all about that's about all I know. Someone told me I'm a Pisces moon, but, but I can't really call it. Yeah. I know that I cry a lot in yeah. that. I definitely get like in my head, but I think that we both hold a lot of space for each other in this kind of creative space in this, in this creative endeavor. And that definitely feels really good. And that we've been playing music together for a long time definitely helps. We already have an understanding of each other's habits and can merge those two together. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about astrology. Yeah. I mean, probably if I read your chart, yeah, I could figure it out. Are you, are you trained in this? No, it's just like I just read a lot of, I just have read a lot about it. I, so I love it because like I don't spend a lot of time with it, but I feel like it's, it, it, number one, it tells you so much about the person. Yeah. And number two, it always kind of resonates in some way. You yeah. know what I mean? It's always like, oh yeah, I guess I am that yeah, way. Yeah, it's super awesome. You know, uh, in your face, fiery, <sighs> won't back down, emotional. There's a lot under the surface. Every Aries I know, they're like, oh, every time I read an Aries description, it just feels like me. What's your sign, Tom Gaffey? Uh, right behind you. I'm a Taurus. Uh, I'm a Taurus. Oh, yeah. little Taurus baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Livy and I like went to college together, and I feel like that's such like a... I don't know. Like, I don't know how other people's experiences is, but like college for me was rough. Like college, like that age, like the first two years I think are good, and then like you start to get hit by like the crushing weight of adulthood and like responsibility. And that's like scientifically, that's when a lot of mental stuff starts sprouting up. Like, you know, like on a heavier, like that's when like schizophrenia will come out, but like a lot of anxiety and depression, like that comes out in your early twenties a lot. So uh, I don't know for me, college was, was a lot. yeah. Yeah. And I was a hot mess and I just feel like, Libby and I were just like we just I feel like we've seen each other at like 
our worst and we've just been witness to like our growth as humans so i think that's great for our playing do you feel like there's a relationship between the progress you've made in vulnerability as an artist and the progress you've made in vulnerability as an individual like the ability to be vulnerable in both those settings yeah well it's funny because like circling back to what you're saying about like me seeming guarded it's just like uh i'm actually not i will literally tell a stranger like anything you did to me at the uh <laughs> what was it the uh the the restaurant in uh and uh club in berkeley we were sitting at the oh, table starry plow yeah oh you, yeah you told me a, a deep dark secret uh oh yeah you and your bandmate before anybody knew <laughs> yeah, but it's a secret jim you have a talent at that though i I've I seen, find that most people will tell you things if you just ask, but people just feel weird about asking. Yeah, you you're the one who feels weird about asking. Yeah, well, yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. Yeah. Like no, I, I think, and it goes back to that thing. Is like I feel like if people don't want to tell you, they will just say they just won't. They won't. They'll you know. Yeah, of course, I didn't know to ask. I didn't know you had a deep dark secret, and yet I think everyone has a deep dark secret. So, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm like really open about my like I deal with pretty heavy depression and social anxiety like I've dealt with body issues and like low self-esteem I don't like always believe in myself as a musician and I definitely don't believe in my project all the time you know boy I do (laughs) oh thank you it's just all this heavy stuff and it's just like if anyone asked I would tell you and I think that's kind of how I feel about my music what is funny though what I when I like I can write all these songs about like hating people and breakups and all this heavy stuff, all that dark stuff. But what I struggle with, what's like really, really vulnerable for me is love songs. Like that is when I, I, we don't have one. Like I'm working on one right now and commentary on our man. Can we say his name out loud? (laughs) On my boo? <laughs> yeah, commentary on your boo. Really, it on is. On my boo? I mean, I think the closer that you're able to write one of those songs, the closer you are to actually, you know, feeling that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of power in the hate songs. There's, there's a lot so of, there's much a power, lot of, and a lot I'm of power. so much more comfortable being, like, angry or sad. Well, that's because but, you, that's yeah. not vulnerability. That's control, you know what yeah. I mean? That, that's like, I'm making the decision to close you out, and I'm making the decision to point out everything that's going with you. L- loving someone and letting someone love you back is like you basically being like, well, here I am. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm going to put myself in a position to be destroyed by you if you so desire, but also I'm putting myself in a position to be loved by you. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. God damn. The whole point of the song is that it's just health. It's just healthy love and it just feels really good. This in progress song. This in progress song. Yeah. You're feeling it. You're feeling healthy love. Yes. Yeah. But the whole time I'm just like, this is cheesy. (laughs) I don't want to finish this. Like this is dumb. Yeah. And yet feels good feels good it feels fine i love you just being drug kicking and screaming towards <laughs> a little bit of love this yeah. is cool yeah actually you know what and i read that uh, in one of the uh in one of the things i read about you today is actually uh you were in love and you wrote the broke up song the breakup song while you were still in love with this guy or at least still in a relationship oh yeah <laughs> that one was actually with a, a woman it was was that was that just just to get out of having to write a love song or 
What's the story? We are we are jumping ahead, oh, but okay. I... Oh, uh, we're jumping ahead. We are. Yeah, but, but that relates right now. I like that love song that he mentions that we will talk about later, probably, <laughs> okay. because... Um, it's, it's like a, an anti-love song. No, well, no, it's not a love song. It's a breakup it's song. It's a breakup song. You, you, it's called Sinking Ship, and you yeah. say it's a classic breakup song, but I would disagree. I would say it's got the beautiful twist of, like, most breakup songs are, oh, the breakup happened. Let's write about it. Yeah. You, my friend... You're a step ahead. <laughs> relationship relationship is still going on. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? Let's write yeah. a breakup song about this relationship. I mean, sometimes you're with someone and you're just like, uh, this person's going to break my heart. Like, you just know yeah. it's like coming. Well, and that was my first queer relationship. Did you play Did you play a song for her? Did Had she ever heard the song while you were in the relationship? I think I did play it for her. Yeah. Did she get it? Yeah, I think she just maybe just was like, but so that was a that was a relationship where you had your heart broken. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened, and I'm sorry that you brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. No. I mean, we totally are talking fine. about love. We're talking about happiness. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, that song hasn't been written yet. That's true. Well, I mean, as long as we're on that song, um, no, you know what? We'll come back to it. Yeah, come back to it. <laughs> well, I guess what this is all leading to is like. Again, this is not me saying that you don't smile enough or whatever, and this is totally social stuff, not stage presence. But well, maybe I don't, but I'm not going to start. I would like you to. <laughs> I would actually to like you to smile less. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, but what it's all leading to is like I, I'm curious. Like, what do you think people get most wrong about you from afar? Uh, that that yeah, all everything of that. you just described. I yeah. had a feeling that you that that yeah. was what it was. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Just like um. Yeah. That people think. Yeah, going back to astrology. Please. Uh, Pisces is the sign of the conscious, conscious, unconscious. The unconscious, the conscious, unconscious. The like, the great whole. It's this like, you, it's the, the, the collective unconscious. Sorry, that's what I meant. It's the sign of the collective unconscious. It's like of dreams and energies and like, I don't know, just, um, yeah, that kind of thing. So it's very empathetic. And if you look at my chart, I have like a million planets in this sign. So I've always felt really empathetic, really emotional. Like I feel people's energies all the time, like hard. If someone's upset, like I can tell, like the people I'm in a relationship with, like if they're ever like not in a good mood, but they're like trying to hide it, I'm like, what's wrong? Tell me what's wrong. And they're like, <laughs> you know, I'm not very good at like letting it go. Yeah. You know, cause and, I'm like, and then they want to burrow and then you, you feel like, no, 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 we're talking about this now sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've always felt like, you know, really emotional and like really like connected to people and like really like, yeah, like empathetic and, and, uh, almost like a bleeding heart to, to like, to, to people who su- suffer and, but I, I come off a different way. Like people think that I don't care or that I'm cold or that like, uh, yeah, I've gotten bitchy a lot and I've kind of like learned to own it. Um, yeah. And it sucks actually because, uh, I don't, yeah, I would like to, for people to think differently, but the people who matter figure it out. What time are you born at? 1154 AM. Does wow, she knows. You got to sleep in and everything. Yeah. That's cool. 
How is that different than if you were born at 11.54 p.m.? Like, you don't have to exactly so tell me. different. But how? Like, um, Your rising sign would be different and your moon. Because the moon goes through multiple signs in a day. Yeah. Like, every two hours. Do you know what the midnight version of you would have been like? No, but I could, like, it's all in an app. <laughs> yeah. I could find out. I just, I'm fascinated by it because this, yeah. is, this is an area of interest, number one. You know, this show is about learning about the artist. Mm -hmm. But also, number two, it's like, it's not just like you like to play water polo or whatever. Mm -mm. It's like, you, know, like you have like a, you have a belief astrology. system about yeah. like what makes us who we are and how we interact <laughs> as people. It's also like there are a lot of things that are very uh, uh, embedded in queer culture. And like I, uh, I've always been bi, but I never really like, it took falling in love with a woman and dating a woman a couple of years ago to be like, oh yeah, I'm gay. Oh, right. Like I, this is a culture that I can be a part, that I am literally a part of, whether I'm conscious of it or not, because I am this identity. And so for some reason, gays love astrology. Like we just do. I don't know why. We like it. <laughs> and so it's just one of those things that like, I fell in love with it when I fell in love with a woman and it was what I took out of that. It was one of the things I took out of that relationship and it feel feels really good. Good. It's like part of this identity to me. Yeah. See what I find interesting about you bringing that up is like, I don't, I don't know if earlier in your life you felt like a sense of anything negative about your sexual identity. <sighs> um, no, you just didn't even think about it. Mm -mm. No, but like then you discovered it and it f like informed your sense of identity in a major way. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't think about it really. But you didn't think about it. Yeah. I, I made a friend when I was 13 and she, we were talking outside. Like I remember this exact moment and she was like, I'm bi. And I was like, what does that mean? She was like, it means I like both guys and girls, which like now years have, you know, things are different. Guys, girls, not they, them, but all the, all the things is what bi means. It's a, but anyway, it's a wonderful spectrum. Yes. It's beautiful sexy spectrum yeah and she said that and it like l just clicked in my brain and 13 year old me was like oh that's me and then i was just like yep and like my mom is really has always been really open about sexual like she's not she's always been really um i don't know i just didn't feel it didn't feel like a thing to feel shame around yeah I was just like, okay. And then I put it away. And then I did, I hooked up with women, but I, uh, like getting older, but I always dated cis guys. And so I just was like, I'm not queer enough. I'm not gay enough to call myself gay. I don't get to call myself queer because I've never dated, dated a woman. I've just, that's just never happened, which is not how queerness works. You know, you don't, it doesn't. So anyway. You should finish that sentence though, because I think it's important for people to hear it. Why, oh. why is that not how queerness works? Um, it, It's just not, it's not based off of who you have sex with or how many, or how many times you have sex with a certain gender. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's yours, you know, it's like very, uh, Person like you get to define it. Somebody else doesn't get to define it for you. Uh, 
And I know that. I just, yeah. I think, I think, but I, I, I just want to, well, I know that. And a lot of people you don't, know, and, and I still don't like, there's still things I, I think like I, I want to grow my hair out and I'm like, but I'm dating a cis straight guy. Like now everyone is going to look at me and think I'm straight, but I want to grow my hair out. It's just, and that's such a dumb thought, but it's like, that's what society tells me. It's like, you know, you have to look gay enough if you want to call yourself that yeah i cut off like most of my hair and cut off my eyebrows <laughs> but <laughs> like, all that stuff different. is so important for identity i mean i so I, I i fell in love with that woman when i was 23 and then i found this amazing queer culture and all the i made these amazing friends and i, I did I, I did i changed the way i dressed and styled and I, and I looked at things differently and it you know it really changed things for me but it was funny because it was this identity I'd, al- I'd always had in the back of my head yeah right? and I, I'm just curious like what why do you think it changed you like discovering the culture was it just like the um, you know meeting new people being a part of a new culture and it just sort of like you know I, it kind of transfers to you like the experiences of the people and like the the ways of looking at the world and stuff or do you think it's it's different than that i mean I, and i only ask because like you know me embracing my own queerness has changed me a lot yeah and, it does and right? it, and, it, and, it, and it, something that 10 years ago you say tom's like mine didn't change me not, at all not that much bullshit i don't know scrap right now i love it no, no. i love it no we we will go this is about uh list but we will talk about that okay no i it because it was something that i would uh that i would it would hold very close to me and it sometimes i would think like ah eh, this isn't that big of a deal uh, there's some overlap with you and I there where it's like, it's something that was in the back of your mind, but it wasn't like necessarily a sense of shame. It was just like, well, I don't get to do this. I don't really care that much. And I'm not going to put a lot of energy into it because when I look at what the other people who are doing this do, it looks so much different than my own life. Yeah. And so I'm not really a part of that club, even though like yeah. sometimes I feel like I am. And then you have a set of experiences and you're like, Oh my goodness. Like I can still be me, but I can also still like be a part of this community and this culture. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it, it just, it, it affected the way that I relate to people. It, aff- it made sense of a lot of the things that I would, was doing already. It just, I, I, f- I felt more at ease with myself. There's just something about like unlocking a part of you being like, oh, right. That's part of my identity. You know, it's kind of like akin to like bringing home my first bass. It was just like, I played a blues and I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is what I do got it and there's this whole culture in you know especially jazz there's like you know you go to the jazz major party and you all hang out and nerd out about this record and you like jam together and like you know there's even like i feel like there's like a sense of style there's like fashion sense and all this oh yeah the jazz bro starter pack is totally a thing (laughs) so yeah i don't like yeah, there's just something specifically about being in a group, like in a queer space, too, that's like, everyone has this like wide range of different experiences, but you can still all relate. It's still this like unifying thing. And it's like really beautiful. And it's 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 like, we're just so grateful that we get to like celebrate each other like in this space and feel safe. 
and it, yeah, I, I wish it could relate to other spaces as well. You know, uh, I went to my first pride when I was on tour last year, um, with a different band I'm in and we went to Seattle, this, a Seattle pride. And it was like at the end of the day and it had completely finished and like, there was nothing really happening. And I was sober at the time and I went with another sober person and it was just so much fun and so beautiful to just see like all these different ranges of people and everyone is just so happy to see you like just so excited that you're there and it's just it feel, being queer it feels like a celebration of life I guess is what it is so and and it's it's hard to relate to other people sometimes um but a, a good example I feel like is like um <laughs> talk about my boo too much no it's good but we this, went this person is, is changing your life changing the way you write songs he's the best yeah uh we went to uh, a holiday party and uh it was a a queer holiday party and my really good friend jules <laughs> gave him a, a fuzzy onesie and all night everyone would come up to him and be like hey can i do you mind if i just touch your dear sleep it's just so so fuzzy is this okay and after the party he was just like oh that's that's what consent feels like that's what like that's what it feels really good to just to just have people you don't even have to assert any boundaries at all like people are just automatically respecting you and your person it was just this tiny thing you know feels so good yeah feels it feels really so good because i feel like people queer people people on the fringes like people of color you know trans non-binary like all those we're just like it's just this understanding of like i don't know being on each other's side yeah you you get it it's like if i were to relate it to like hanging out with jazz majors at a party it's when people just start cooling the lick and just going do it in the middle of jams you're like oh you're a friend you get it yeah it's just finding finding people you feel at home with yeah like when someone asks me for my pronouns when i first meet them i'm like Hey, okay feels really good all right all right we can hang out for we can hang out even longer yeah well there, there's, there's just like a level of like uh social awareness and sensitivity which i mean in, in fairness to the people who you know aren't the others like it's not something that we have historically really taught so that's what makes this like push and pull difficult and living in society and community with people oh yeah and that's where frustrations mount etc but uh, when especially when somebody you don't expect asks you for your pronouns that's where you're just like oh <laughs> We're making we're making progress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a really gratifying thing. And it's nice to be it's nice to have that be unexpected cuz I think it allows in certain cases like and an, an ease to make that more apparent to other people in specific settings when you feel comfortable in that setting or if you feel if you I don't know it, it, it's it's one of those things where it kind of depends. You're not sure if you're going to be safe in certain places so you don't necessarily want to like talk about that but uh, in places where you don't feel safe and then somebody and then somebody is uh, on the same wavelength as you, you're like, oh, okay. Well, I, ha- I know I have at least one friend over here and this feels a little bit better. So I'm going to hold on to this sweet little feeling for a second and, and carry this with me in other experiences and other spaces. I just got a FaceTime from my mother. <gasps> Are we doing this? Should we, should we? Do you oh, want yeah. to? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, I'll call her back. Okay. Very exciting. Oh, I'm gonna put. Awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna start putting your info in. Can, can we get her on the show? <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. Let's see. Here we go. Let's hope that she answers. She's probably a little tie tie. Hey. Hey, what's up? It's your son, Jim. I know. I didn't mean to FaceTime you the first time. No, I meant to. I meant to FaceTime you. Hey, I had a question. We're recording the show right now. The on stage with Jim and Tom show. Oh, You're on. Yeah. Uh, hey, what time was I born at? What time was I born at? Can you hear me? Uh, seven. Oh, you were born. Let's see. You were born at about seven thirteen, I think. Seven thirteen in the in the AM. AM. Thank you so much. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I what know town? it's late. What town was I born? Santa Rosa. I was born in Santa Rosa. There you go. Memorial Hospital. <laughs> Thank you very much. What a day it was for all of us. Um, I'll talk to you in a little while. Probably tomorrow. All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow, honey. L- love you. Bye-bye. Oh, that was really cute. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so there's my mother. Um, that was adorable. Oh, my God. So cute. So when is your birthday? March 30th, 1984. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I think that she's been the beneficiary of some of the change uh, in me embracing my queerness. I feel like I'm able to express love better. I feel like uh, there were uh, a lot of parts of me emotionally that have been shut off because of that. But I, I do think you're right. I think uh, I've I've all, I've tried to like ma- while well, she looks this up. That's the only reason we're talking I'm about me. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say like I feel like uh, maintaining like my strong sense of identity, like who I am, and not changing because circumstances around me change. Just just be you know not becoming another person necessarily, but like building on what I already am and feel strongly about has always been important to me. But also it's been stymieing. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, because um, my experience with you is as you've been such a forward charger. And that hasn't changed since, uh, that I've noticed at all. You just you can still pull people's souls out of them at the drop of a hat, which is most incredible to me. It's well, true. I feel this. I feel the exact same way. Yeah. When we did this earlier in the episode, of your chart. it's because of my chart. Yeah. Well, what? Tell me. Oh. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Drum roll. It's crash. okay. So. I'm not the best at reading charts, but I'll try my best. So basically, okay, so... Can we do Tom's after this, too? I don't know. I don't know what time. Fuck. <sighs> Sorry. We'll call your dad. <laughs> like, what? What time is it? Okay, so the planets... <laughs> he the, wasn't there. Go ahead. <laughs> the, the planets represent different human needs. Yeah. So the sun, your sun sign is the one that you know. And your sun sign is... Um, your life force. It's like your ego. It, it's it's what makes you feel the most yourself. Um, so the the sign that your planets are in, that's how you uh, get those needs met. So if your sun is in Aries, then um, the Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So it's a it's a it's a baby soul, and all it wants to do is experience life. Um, and probably make a lot of mistakes on the way, but it's all about like new experiences and, you know, uh, uh, you know, getting out there and, um, maybe a little self-centered, but it's just like, you're just trying to figure out like what is going on, but it's all about like new experiences. So it can come off kind of maybe brash a little. I accept that. (laughs) So, so yeah, so that's your sun sign. So you probably know that one. Uh, your moon, uh, is your shadow side 
it's um represents the mother it's like how you're nurtured how you feel most nurtured and also how you nurture others um so it's freaking hilarious because your moon is in pisces the the sign i was just talking about being this empathetic uh uh the collective unconscious it's like dreams and like mysticism and uh empathy it's also like the sign of like addictions because people who have a lot of like heavy pisces influence like they just feel so much they like drown it in like alcohol and drugs we got a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, in so, the family, in the family. Yeah, yeah. Same. So, um, so yeah, so you're a Pisces moon, which is awesome and just kind of hilarious that I was talking about it. And then, so these, so these are the big three. And then your rising sign is not a planet, but it's like the point at which the horizon was at when you were born. And it's like how you come off to the world. So a lot of the time, like it can explain why you come off differently than you feel. Uh, this is also funny to me, <laughs> but your rising is Taurus. So it might make sense that you guys get along, you know, cause how you interact, like how, how you, uh, uh, yeah. How, how you react to things, uh, and, 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 uh, what people see you as. And Taurus is, um, uh, it's a sensual sign. It's all about like love of like food and art and just like feeling good and being comfy and also like stubbornness it's a bowl so it's like knowing what you like and like sticking with that because you know that's what you like so that's your big three thank you there's a lot more i could go into it but i will to the token girl fans out there i'm so sorry that you had to listen to my sign but But it all it all but relates it, because if you it were, makes if so you, much sense, it does. And and you kind of did your own self reading earlier on. And yeah. as two people who kind of have see, that Pisces influence, yeah, exactly, we have that Pisces influence. Yes. So you see us across the room. You're like, boy, that person is a real this word or that word, and they need <laughs> to smile more. You also have a lot of Scorpio influence, which is another water sign, and it's all about death and mystery and like. Cutting Scorpio is a is is about cutting through the bullshit, so that's this is very important, very apt for you. Uh, it's the only way I know how. And actually, that whole thing came in handy for this episode for what you just said. <laughs> uh, so you don't need to go into it, but you referenced that you as well have had addiction issues in your family. And how do you think that has affected your development as a person? Um. So, it's, okay. I know it's kind of a two, it's it's tricky because I grew up around a program uh, that its whole basis is anonymity. And uh, one of its basic principles is keeping out of being associated with pretty much anything. So I don't want to talk about it and give things away. Here's what I would say. I, I kind of have a sense where the, the two sides of your answer are going to come from. (laughs) One are going to be from the personal experience you've had, which you're free to share because if you want, but I mean, that's your story, not anybody else's story. Sure. 
the other side would be like the child that grew into the adult that sits at this table. Yeah. Like how the addiction being near your, you know, your development into a person, like how that affected you. Cause I can tell you that for me, it, it has had a profound impact. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's caused me to be like, uh, like ascetic and monk like in a way that I wouldn't be otherwise. Yeah. Partially because I, I see myself in the family members that have fallen and I say like, my goodness, that is me. Yeah. And only by the grace of God did I not do that. And uh, it's it's mine to ruin. So let's yeah. not do that. Yeah. So like I, I just I only asked that question again because I see I a bit of myself. I would love to talk it. about it. So so the addiction thing, like I had a really interesting experience because I grew up around two people who were addicts, but they were sober. Um, so like heavy in um, recovery programs, spiritual programs. Um, but I never knew either of them to be active drinkers, but I grew up in, um, meetings and there's just like, it definitely opened me up to, uh, like I've never been an atheist, you know, I've always believed in like, there's something bigger and there's, there's this whole thing in AA where it's just like you, you, there's something bigger than you. And you, you know, uh, essential to the program. It's essential. It's essential. It's literally the first step. So, uh, and I've always, I've, I honestly, like, I love AA. <laughs> like, I love it. It's, it's all about, uh, looking at yourself in a very frank and open way. Uh, looking at your faults and not blaming anyone else. Can I tell you something? Sure. If people went to AA, like they go to college, the world would be such a better place. <laughs> yeah. Even non-drinkers. Yeah. The whole idea of like these conflicts I have in my life, these problems I have in my life that I am often pushing on other people and saying, how dare you do that to me? Yeah. You know, all the ego and stuff. AA, it's it's built around like just You're flipping, powerless flipping over that, that person. Flipping or that. Whatever. Just You're being powerless like, over this thing exactly. that's happening. People hate, but that word, people get really free. Powerless. What do you mean? What if I do this and I do that? It's just, anyway. Um, so, sorry to interrupt, but like, I boy, uh, yeah. I, I do agree. Yeah. And I, yeah. And it's like, and I, because I grew up uh, in it, like it took me years to realize that people don't feel that way about it. They're like, Oh, it's like a cult because there's a lot of God. There's a lot of God talk in it. Um, but I, I'd never like considered myself religious. You know, I just, it seemed to me, it seems like, it seems to me like a crazy idea that we're just like all here on just like happenstance, you know? It, uh, so to me, it's like, of, of course there's something, I don't know what it is, but it just, it makes sense to, to me. I don't know. So, um, so yeah, so I didn't, um, I didn't know a lot of a a active addicts, but I knew a lot of the stories and there's something about sober alcoholics, like hanging out with them. It's, it's a similar thing to being queer. Actually. It's just like, everyone is just, everyone is so different, but they can all relate and there's this unifying experience that they've had, maybe different stories, you know? Um, but it's this look of like, I am so happy you're here, you're safe, you're alive, and we're together right now. And it's just like, it's, and I love that kind of, that feeling, you know? Um, not to say it's not a full of a bunch of assholes. I mean, it, it is too. <laughs> but I just love this like gratitude. Of just like, I'm so happy that you are here and I am here. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, so obviously thank you for formulating that. Cause that, that informs the adult you've become in a different way than I thought it was going to. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, totally. But that's great. I mean, that's like you kind of being in AA uh, from ages zero to 18. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So, uh, I, I'm not an addict, but I've definitely used drugs and alcohol to avoid certain things. Um, so when I got my heart broken after my first queer relationship, there was something about the first queer relationship that really, that really takes it out of you. Um, that I just, uh, yeah, I was just drinking a lot to deal with it. And I like, I also have depression and so it's just like <laughs> a terrible combination. So for a period of time I was going to AA and I like got a lot out of it and it made it so I could like come back to drinking with just like a completely different, that this is not, I'm not like vouching for anyone to do what I did. Like if you think you need to get sober, like get sober and stay sober, please like, this is just my very personal experience with it. You, what, what was it you said? You said something about, um, in the lead up to this, about y- you, obviously, you one drowns their feelings in, uh, in substance. Mm-hmm. But you, I think you wrote, like, though you've, uh, you've kind of, uh, kind of hit the reset button on that and you're not abusing it like you were, the alcohol, um, you do still find a way of, like, uh, sometimes drowning your feelings and, like, relationships you said something like that does that oh yeah i mean that's and that's something that you talk about a lot in AA. it's like what other addictions are you just gonna go to what do you feel like you're drowning your negative feelings in now um for once nothing uh, I've worked like really hard to be where I'm at right now. So, uh, I'm just hyper aware of the things I am capable of doing and I'm definitely capable of like hiding in another person and avoiding my problems with, you know, drinking too much, but like, I don't know, like I go to therapy every week and I just started antidepressants again and I feel pretty centered right now. And the love. It's starting, yeah. cre- it's starting to creep in. Lots of love. I have someone who loves me a lot, so it helps me love me a lot, too. Well, earlier this year, my goodness, this band released a cassette. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are the, the most recently released uh, kind of basically like reflections, artistic reflections of where you're at, you know, and like, yeah. and all that. And so we, we talked a little bit um, when we got ahead of ourselves earlier in this interview uh, about one of the songs. I know, I know. We were all disappointed, but there's another one uh, called "I Wasn't," <laughs> <laughs> called Ten. We didn't. Yeah. We haven't talked about Ten. So this is a cassette. There are two songs on it. I uh, I want to talk about this song. Yeah, because there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on. And actually, I feel like we've now given the audience uh, a lot of context for a lot, a, of context. a lot of context. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we've, we've, we've written the character. We've really done a lot of, uh, building of this character. And now we get to see this character in the wild. <laughs> yeah. So here we are 10. Uh, yeah. Liz, tell us about this song. 
Yeah, well, so I I wrote the baseline of like years ago, and then the first verse is, uh, what is the first verse? I asked for a nickel and you gave me a dime. I thought we'd learn the value of each other's times, time, and no one asked you for the reason. No wait, yeah, and no one asked you the reason for the reason you came, but I know that you'd jump at the chance just to call my name. You're talking to a, a, a guy. Yeah, perhaps a. It was not, supposed not to my be my word, a douchey guy. A douche. I would never say that. <laughs> it was supposed to be, yeah. It was supposed to be me talking to like at the time. I was like, it's just this imaginary. Not that I've. I mean, I did have plenty of real fuck. Had plenty of real fuck boys in my life. You know um, that word, Tom? Fuck boy. Fuck boy. Yeah. Have you heard that term before? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I just. Make but sure. I, at the time, I was. It was. It was that. It was. That, it's that same comfort zone of like me being sassy and like who do you think you are? And like, da, 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 and, and then like, and then I put it away and then, uh, all that, all that stuff happened with the bad breakup and, uh, getting sober. And, um, I came back to it and I realized it's like, Oh, I, I don't think I am talking to a person. I think I'm talking to a, the parts of myself that I don't, like and trying to not let them have power over me and um deciding that like I can let go of what doesn't serve me and a lot of it was just like I didn't like the person I was when I drank so uh like revamping that and like realizing like that that's not who I am. Um, and like, yeah. Uh, making sure that, uh, I'm always who I want to be. So your token girl EP 2018 EP ends with the song. Don't want to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that made me, we've actually talked a lot about this kind of concept on this, this interview, but like, earlier it seemed like a good way to wrap this up would be to ask you not what you don't want to be but like what you want to be because i i think about my life and i think about that song and i think like a lot of decisions throughout my life have been based on like what i didn't want to be yeah and it feels like only recently has it been what i want to be and this is i don't know it's a broad broad prompt but yeah totally um well, I I want to be uh I want to be like brave with my music. Uh cuz right now I feel f- very fearful. Um and I want to I want to like believe in myself. Um like in my project and just like in as myself as a musician. Um, and I want, I want to be like a safe place for people. Like I want them to know that it's like totally fine to be themselves around me. Maybe I won't like you, but it's okay. You know, like no judgment. Uh, yeah. I just want to be like ever growing. I'm just constantly finding ways to improve like who I am and what I'm doing. Uh, 
yeah and I just want to like be in the moment more and just like to 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 harness like that that feeling we were talking about earlier with with uh with drunks or with queers this idea of like we're just so grateful to like be here like I just want to remember that more that feeling of like this is this is short like whatever we're doing here is is not is not permanent so like I want to remember to celebrate it Tom Gaffey well I mean I hate to get back to the music but dude it's just like jazzy, smoky, uh, holy cow, with, with a little bit of sultry going there. It's just horns and what a band. Thank you. <laughs> Libby gets to like stretch out on a little midi there or whatever that was. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. I'm still far. using that Casio, by the way. Are, it's, did it work? It's really good. Oh, it's, far it's gorgeous. Context. Far Tom Gaffey gave Libby Cuffey Casio. Oh, yeah. Well, I had no idea what to do with that thing. and uh, I know everything. I'm so glad it's getting used. Beautiful. <laughs> good. Lisley. That's me. Anything we left out about your life, this music, this experience? Well, I any, feel any really, thoughts? I, that was so nice. That was, that was such a lovely time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and thanks to Libby for being amazing. Wait, talking get out of here. You're I so love sweet. you so I much. Love you too. Yeah. yeah. An unexpectedly cool thing about on stage is what happened tonight, which is you were on the stage over three years ago yeah. with Snow Angel, not yeah. the Snow Angels, a mistake that <laughs> many of us were making earlier today. Um, and you just, you know, were there and we didn't really get to know each other. We were Mm-mm. in the same room. We said, hi. Mm-hmm. You sat at the table with How like, long ago was that? March of 2016. Wow. a long time ago. Um, you that sat was right the before t- the summer of fuckboys. There were fuckboys galore. And... Uh, R. We R. thank them for their service, but um, <laughs> you uh, you were at the table with like you know ten other people, yeah, and uh, you've had a lifetime of experiences and growth in those three years. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. You, you probably feel like a different person Completely. than the person that sat at that oh, table. Yeah. So it's very cool that you know now you get to come back and we get to zoom in on you. Yeah. Um, I just thank you for for coming. We get Aww, to learn learn about you, so you now, and 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 it's like. I'm glad we got to get this project on because I've you've been playing for how long with this project? Well, we started in December of 2016. Okay, so like two and a half, almost two and a half years. So like that was that was like the, the on stage that you were on with Snow Angel was a symbolic thing. It was like, mm-hmm. all right, this is going to be close to the end of me yeah. <laughs> being support and now my main thing. Anyway, yeah. you although know, I am still support, come check out the Sam Chase and the Untraditional. That's true. See me and my boo. <laughs> See you and you and your boo. All I want to say is that, like, I, I know that it can be, we talked a lot about a vulnerability on the show, but it's like, yeah. I know that it can be kind of intimidating coming and doing this totally. and talking about all the stuff. Um, and thank you, because this was yeah. a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. And it felt An good. an amazing time. I loved reading your chart. That made my whole entire life. That was so good. Pisces moon baby. Everything. I'll send you more info. The band is Token Girl. You can find their stuff online. And in this era, they've been playing live a lot. So you can check them out in that way as well. Either way, you should stick around because a performance from this group yeah, is up around. next. Token Girl, a six-piece version of Token Girl. Yeah. Yeah. A, se- yeah, a six-piece version of Token Girl. Yeah, six-piece. up next. Token six Girl. Six incredible pieces. Token Girl, thank you for joining us. Thank you.
of a dream after me
head today Since you walked away No loss of limb, no room for growth Yeah, you stood in my way They say the path is paved with good intention
I'm just fine. I'm just fine. I'm just fine. I'm just fine. I'm just Unrequited love I just want to pave the way For sacred space Have enough Nicking seems so different And everyone so strange And all I really know Is how to hide and hold Keep a straight face Lovers convulsing at the hip. Do they ever wonder if the love they share just my rip? He fucks her like he needs her, loves her like he don't. Pulls a rug from underneath her when he leaves her, grabs his coat.